anybody watching this, if you're ever in dispute with Kate Elizabeth, throw a phone number in the email. There you go. <laughs> Don't tell them why you're trying to foil me. <sighs> It's August 23, 2022. My name is Jimmy Van, and it's time to know your news tonight. My guest, friend of the show, she likes talking to Big E about unseasoned ground turkey. And if, <laughs> and it, and if you piss her off, she might send you a meme of B. Arthur from the Golden Girls. She is the co-host of Get the Flick Out of Here, here at Know Your News. Her name is Kate Elizabeth. How are you, Kate? I'm doing well. Everything you said is true. I am a true? B. Arthur stan. It's uh, and Biggie and I had a, a nice exchange about unseasoned ground beef. Well, half nice. I'm I'm concerned about how much he loves himself if he's out there eating unseasoned <laughs> ground turkey. But uh, but I just was hoping he was having a good day and had a delicious meal planned. And he responded with uh, saying that it was unseasoned turkey, and that led to some chaos. If you <laughs> If you were a fan of the Golden Girls, have did you know that Justin Roberts, uh, the AEW ring announcer, is like a massive fan of the Golden Girls from childhood? I, I think I did know that. Yeah. 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 I remember wow. seeing a logo that he got done for a T-shirt. And the logo, I think it was a takeoff from uh, the National Lampoon's thing when like the girls are wrapped around Chevy Chase's leg. But instead, it was the yeah. Golden Girls wrapped around Justin Roberts' leg. That was the logo that he did. <laughs> so. That's pretty clever. And I think I got hooked on it because my sister was watching it through a breakup and I was like, Hey, this is actually pretty good. I kind of like this show. So fascinating. So she was going right from a like young person breakup, right to retirement. She's like looking straight ahead, I guess. I think it was just like, let me just space out into the future, I guess. <laughs> Long into the future. Long yes. into the future. <laughs> well, here is what's going to happen. We're going to talk to KYN7, seven of the top news stories of the week that are stupid, funny, and weird. I'm going to get your reactions. And I'm going to ask you questions along the way. And I say this every week, Kate, these things never cease to amaze me. You know what I mean? There's just always good new ones every single week. These are completely real. I vet all of them. Uh, and this first one was perfect for you because it was reminiscent of a story that we did the last time out. So let's start with story number seven reported by the Daily Mail. So there was an 18-year-old man named uh, Joshua Dobson out of Manchester, England. And he was trying to evade police after stealing a car. Police caught up to him. And so he went, they went to the address, I should say, the police did. They went to the address that they believed that he was at. And he decided he was going to try to hide. Police are coming. I'm going to try to hide. Kate, what did he do? Oh, he hid... In like an old-fashioned 90s sitcom way, just behind the door where the cops were going to come in. <laughs> he ripped open the butt of a five-foot teddy bear and stuffed himself inside of it. We have a pic of it, Joel. Put that up. There he was, right there. He stuffed himself in the asshole of a five-foot teddy bear. Police oh noticed God. that the teddy bear was breathing. So they caught the teddy bear breathing, and so they were able to apprehend uh, Mr. Dobson. He was sentenced to, for theft of a motor vehicle, and he's going to spend nine months in jail. It's like the movie Ted Come to Life, like A for Effort, don't you think, Kate? I do. That's actually not the worst one. If he was in Teddy Bear and the teddy bear was like in the closet or something, he probably would have right? gotten away with it. I feel he like it was have. the... 
if he had left stuffing behind or something, that would have been been probably the indicator. And yeah, breathing teddy bear is going to be noticeable. But I'm just also intrigued about what he was doing with a five foot teddy bear. Like, did he win it at a carnival between stealing cars? Like, where did this five foot teddy bear come from? I don't know if he actually lived at that address or not. I'm okay, not sure. that would make sense. Yeah, it's possible that it was somebody else's. Can you imagine if, like you said, let's say that a little girl has that teddy bear and let's say that her dad won it for her at the fair and now they come back home, the ass is ripped out of the teddy bear and she finds out that some dude was hiding inside the teddy bear. Yeah. It's kind of uh, really? kind of an interesting story. Her sweet souvenir is now part of a crime suite scene, honey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, every topic that I do, I want to ask a question somehow related. And so here's my question for you about this one. Have you ever had to squeeze yourself into a tight space? I was going to say that that follow-up could have gone a lot of places. Have I ever had to squeeze <laughs> yes. myself into a tight space? I don't think like definitely not to evade a situation. I think just well, like, no, like no. childhood manhunt games or whatever. I think nothing like nothing too severe that I can remember. Yeah, I definitely wasn't and referring to the SWAT team. Yeah, Nothing no, like never evaded a SWAT team. I have a no. pretty mundane life for, for something like that to happen. But I think <laughs> I think just like in in like hide and seek when I was a little kid or whatever, like those those games, but and like just like trying to like if something falls underneath the fridge or anything like that, but that's not like a whole body thing, but <laughs> Well, what always seems to get me is, you know, let's let's say there's like one outlet and it's like in a corner. And you need to get to it. Or let's say that there's a light switch or, or maybe like an outdoor water tap or something. And it's like tucked away in a nook. And, you know, I'm like 195 pounds. So getting into that little nook can be a real challenge for me. You know? Yeah. Those so are I, was thinking maybe, I, I was thinking maybe somewhere along. But, you know, it's I, I'm very happy to know that you have not run from the cops and had to squeeze in anywhere to avoid no. a felony. I'm happy about that. No, no dodging any felonies. No car theft for me. The only time I was ever in a cop car this is actually funny, was uh, on New Year's Eve or on, on, it was either Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve. I was going to pick up my parents' gift and it was like a, it was a custom coffee table. And so we were taking their car and I got in a minor car accident. The person before me stopped short, nothing major, but my parents weren't picking up the car and the car wasn't working. So the cops on, I think it was on Christmas Eve, oh. were like, just just hop in the back of the car. We'll drop you back off. It's only 10 minutes down the road. And uh -huh, so uh -huh. there's me and my sister in the back of a cop car on Christmas Eve, pulling up to my parents' house because they wouldn't answer their phone. Memorable so holiday like, story. It was. And I think they were a little alarmed when they saw their two daughters who were going to pick up a coffee table in the cop car on Christmas Eve coming back to their house, but we really just needed a lift. But that was my only run in with the police. So guaranteed <laughs> that they were like, what did you take? What did you take? They're like, what did these girls steal? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go on to story number six reported by the BBC. This is interesting. So back in 1999, there was a lawyer from India and I hope I pronounce his name right. Tungnath Chattervedi. And he was overcharged for two tickets that he bought for the train station. He was overcharged a whopping 20 rupees, which is about 25 U.S. cents. He decided to file a lawsuit against the railway, as well as the booking clerk in civil court uh, in his part of India. 
You get that? So the dude in 1999, he's overcharged by 25 U.S. cents at the railway station, decides, I'm going to file a lawsuit. Kate Elizabeth, what happened after that? Um, th so this happened in 1999. Yep. It's back in the news today. I think he got his 25 rupees back today and adjusted for inflation. He uh, now has made like a full on American dollar. <laughs> you are pretty much spot on. So he spent 22 years. He attended more than a hundred hearings. And in the end, the judge ordered the railway to repay him the 20 rupees. We've got some video footage of this guy. This is from Z, uh, Z media group on YouTube. This is from the story. There is the dude right there. So he's 66. <laughs> now he was 44 at the time. The railway has to pay the 20 rupees plus 12% interest per year. I think that works out to about three us cents a year times 22 years, that's about 66 cents. They also had to pay a fine of 15,000 rupees, which is like 188 US dollars. So it works out, if I did my math right, $188.91 for 22 years, 100 plus hearings. And when the guy was asked about this, he said, it's not the money that matters. This was always about a fight for justice and a fight against corruption. So it was worth it. Was it worth it, Kate? Was it worth it? <laughs> I think it would have been worth it if everybody, if he, the overcharging was something that was consistent and happening to a lot of people. I feel like that would have been worth it. But it being a single instance, probably not. Like if there was a class action situation around it, I think that probably would have made a lot more sense. But it sounds like it was just an isolated thing. But I guess that's up to him to decide if, if that justice mattered to him so much to me. No, it does not. But that is the first story in all nine that we've done. I think that I actually got the outcome right. So yes, you did. Yes, you myself. did. <laughs> yep. Pat yourself on the back, Barry Horowitz. Pat yourself on the back. I. How much time do people have in their lives? I could never possibly do this. I wouldn't do it for like a hundred grand, let alone twenty-five U.S. cents. I don't know. I. I just don't understand. Yeah. But here's my question for you: Have you ever fought for something, regardless of time? or cost strictly out of principle? Ooh. Yes, it was probably as menial. <laughs> it did not take 22 years, but those situations where they just get under your skin and you're like, I know this is not worth my time and mental energy, but now I just have to. Uh, there was a warranty. I, I feel way too satisfied about this, but there was a warranty on, I have like an outdoor, <laughs> an outdoor couch and I had a warranty on the cushions for it. And uh, they weren't honoring it for, I can't remember why, but they, I think they said it was because of weather damage or something that it was not within like their reasonable wear and tear when the only thing that had happened was the zipper broke. And I like that was probably 50 to 20 email exchanges of me getting my cushions covered. And could I have bought ones elsewhere? Probably. But they're also like a very specific size. And I was like, I think I would have to get these like custom made if they don't replace them to fit uh -huh. the furniture. So I went through all of this rigmarole and then they screwed up the shipping on the back end. And I was like, they are intentionally foiling me. There's no way this is like <laughs> missing in the mail on top of everything, but we got it straight. Now. I got my couch cushions for my outdoor porch, but I, it probably was not worth the effort, but because of the principle, I was like, I'm getting my new couch cushions for outside. 
I went through probably four or five different like managers and I feel like I was at least pleasant enough. Like I knew it was not the lackey who I was talking to's fault most days. So, but once I, once I got them, it was like celebration time for me. <laughs> you know, it still beats the shit out of 22 years and a hundred hearings. So yeah, you're, you, yeah. you still came out ahead on that in my opinion. All right, let's. I think let's if it, to... it's more than emails, that's my limit. Like, if it's more than an email, forget it. <laughs> so, okay, so if they send you one email and they say, "Okay, here, call this one eight eight number," are you like, "I'm done. That's it." I'm at least reevaluating. I'm at least reevaluating. <laughs> if it's, I can okay. type it and leave it alone. I'll spend all day with that. <laughs> Anybody watching this, if you're ever in dispute with Kate Elizabeth, throw a phone number in the email. There you go. <laughs> go tell them why you're trying to foil me. <sighs> awesome. Let's go to story number five, reported by uh, WSB-TV2 Atlanta. So there was a man at a McDonald's in Cobb County, Georgia. Don't think it was the big boss man. Uh, his name is Antoine Sims. And he complained about getting cold French fries at the McDonald's. And he and the manager, they ended up in a yelling match. And both of them called 911. Both of them did. So... The manager told police when the cops showed up that Mr. Sims was trespassing and that he wanted him removed. Uh, and Mr. Sims kept complaining about the cold French fries. Well, Mr. Antoine Sims ran into a problem. Any idea what it was? Oh, God. Did he have a worn out for something else? <laughs> he somehow forgot that he was wanted for murder. Police oh. figured it out. Police figured it out when they when they talked to him, or I guess when they saw him. They ended up chasing him and arresting him right there outside the McDonald's. We've got some video courtesy of the Kennesaw, Georgia Police Department. Put that up, Joel. There he is right there. So they were trying to go to Min by having him sign this uh, this piece of paper saying that he wouldn't go back to that McDonald's. He suspected something, so he didn't want to get close to them. And they're trying to go to Min, and then he knew what's going on. And boom, he took off. But they ended up getting him. So he faces a, he faced a murder charge, I should say, back in 2018 for the death of a woman found in a burning car. He no showed the court date and he's been wanted ever since. And here's here's my first question. OK, so, you know, you did this or you know that you're wanted for this. What the hell are you doing calling the cops over cold French fries? Like, do you think because four years had passed, he all of a sudden had this invincibility shield around him? You know what I mean? Like, why do you think he would do this? Yeah. I'm does he think there's a statute of limitations on murder is like a very interesting <laughs> maybe, thing here. Maybe, and then it would yeah. be like four years. Four years. Um, yeah. What a, what a way to tell on yourself. Why huh? you call the cops over fries? Not even call the cops. You call 911 over yes. French fries. Yes. I mean, that just seems wildly selfish of both parties to do on that front. And then you find out it's also incredibly stupid of yes. one of them. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like fries should be a police issue, you know? No, I to be honest with you, when I get McDonald's with the kids, I don't even eat the fries usually. And I know oh, that well, the fries are you. like fries are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> tried to cut down on fried food, Kate. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Trying to I cut get down it. You gotta pick your food. battles with the fried food. <laughs> pick your battles. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So here's my question for you. And again, I can go in so many directions, but here's my That's question. True. Are there any cooked foods that you prefer to eat cold? Oh, are there any cooked foods I prefer to eat cold? I wouldn't say as a grown woman that that's the case. But when I was in college, 
like there was probably nothing better than like hangover pizza i think like that like next morning and i don't think it was because i preferred it but the desperation made it that much better like i needed something so bad like cold pizza whatever last night for dinner was you need something in your stomach immediately that kate thought fried leftover cooked leftover whatever was probably the food of gods but i don't really drink anymore and um i i i think i prefer everything yeah heated up and cooked properly what about you i have two kids everything i eat is cold <laughs> you that's reality food. <laughs> yeah because you you the the, uh, the objective is to get them to eat that's the objective right and Joel, Joel's got a kid now. He knows this. That's the objective. So basically when the food is on the table, my first priority is get the kids to eat. And then by the time they've actually had some food in them, my food is cold. So I'm, I am used to cold food every meal, every day. If it's not cold, it's like a, it's like a treat. It's like a, wow. Am I ever getting spoiled? The eggs are hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it doesn't <laughs> usually happen. You just kind of get playing used to an it entirely different ball game. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you ever have children in the house, Kate, we will have this conversation. Will, because sure. you'll deal with it. Sure. All right. Let's go to story number four reported by UPI.com. So officials with the ministry, you're going to like this one. I already know you're going to like this one. Officials with the Ministry of Agriculture and Forestry in Turkey were called to rescue a brown bear that had been spotted and that needed help. And my question for you, Kate Elizabeth, why did the bear need to be rescued? Did he invade somebody's pool? He got high as a kite by eating hallucinogenic honey. We've got footage of this, Joel. <laughs> Throw that up. Look, look at this guy. So look at him. Look at him. <laughs> so he apparently ate a large amount of honey made from the nectar of the indigenous species of plant called rhododendron. Uh, they call it mad honey, and it produces hallu uh, hallucinogenic uh, effects. And that was the end result to that bear right there. Fortunately, he is fine, but uh, he was high as a kite, as you could see in that footage. Wouldn't you love to know what was going through his mind in that moment when he was sitting on the grass just there and he's just gazing? What do you think is going through the mind of the bear in that, in that uh, particular moment? Oh my gosh, my initial instinct was like, just let him have his trip. Like, why are we, why are we helping this bear? Let him enjoy his little hallucinogenic experience. I would like to think he's having the same like crisis of conscience that people with hallucinate. Like, it's like, it's a really intense trip. He's questioning his whole life. He doesn't know what he's doing. He thinks of all the prey that he's eaten before. Like, I want it to be exactly like a, like you would see in a movie, just like all of these thoughts rushing back at this poor bear. But he didn't. He didn't look like he was thinking about anything, man. <laughs> I looked cooked. He was done. <laughs> I, I wonder if he was like you were talking earlier. What if he was like, I need some cold pizza, damn it. I need some yeah. hangover pizza, as you called it. I don't know. <laughs> well, here's my question for you related to this one. Have you ever gotten high or drunk inadvertently? No, I've actually never gotten high in my life. And I don't think... I've never, yeah, I kind of can't accidentally, like, sneakily get drunk. So even when I was drinking, I think it was always I mean, you don't know, maybe, but maybe if you're in a social setting and maybe if, like, you know, you have a drink and then maybe because, you know, you, cause you lose track sometimes and then you have second, third, fourth. And then when you have to get up to go to the bathroom, that, that's when you're like, whoa. 
you know? Yeah, I don't think that I, happens. I don't think I've ever caught myself off guard with it. The only time that I've been like sensationally sensationalistically kind of caught off guard in that way was I definitely uh after my wisdom teeth got pulled was like a little bit of a space cadet I was prepared for it but I had never as someone who's never done a drug in their life was like did not wow that was special that was like a very different experience for me does footage exist of this it's not I had them before like gosh I feel like I'm aging myself but that was pre I don't know if it was pre cell phone but it was definitely pre any sort of quality uh <laughs> cellular it. device but got i think it, i also it. was just like high as a kite and then just went to bed i don't think i did anything <laughs> fun otherwise my parents would tell me about it <laughs> so it was like the days of the razor kind of thing yeah i think days? it was like uh yeah a uh, a flip phone flip era phone. of life yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm with you i'm with you all right let's go on to story number three uh, this one I think you're going to find interesting too, although you might like it. I don't know. So on previous episodes of this podcast, we've talked about high-end fashion brands that create really stupid products at ridiculous prices. So Lucci, uh, Gucci, for example, they made a shit bag holder. You know, they made like a little purse just to put your dog shit in. If you're walking your dog, uh, Balenciaga, they made a trash bag for like 1800 us dollars. Looks just like a garbage bag. This time around, Louis Vuitton enters the conversation. They have introduced a men's bag with a price tag of about 2,800 US dollars. My question for you, Kate, what's so unique about this bag? Oh, it's a men's bag. It's $2,800. Oh, this is tough because I feel like it's going to end up being in the like shave care world, but have some weird gimmick like a like a razor comes out of it or something completely stupid and insane like that. Uh, it looks like a can of paint. Joel, put up some pictures. Look at that thing. So they styled it like a real paint can down to the metal handle, decorated with references to Louis Vuitton's heritage. They claim that it's roomy enough to hold two phones and other personal items. They say that it's made of canvas and cowhide leather. Look at that ridiculous thing. Why in the holy hell would you want to spend $2,800 on a paint can purse? Like, can you explain to me the mindset of somebody that would see that and decide I have to have that? Cause I'm completely not the market. Like I'm just not. Oh, so why gosh. would anybody want that? No, I can't. So aside from the fact that Louis Vuitton doesn't make paint. So like, why am I, if it was a Benjamin Moore one, maybe I could get behind it. And I also just appreciated that the back of it just said orange. <laughs> <laughs> like color swatch orange i'm like they at least have creative names in the paint world so just the fiction behind the actual paint can that you're modeling um yeah the color color like like autumn sunrise or something i have you know what i'm saying I do not i don't i have a hard time even for functional stuff that's higher end I have a hard time being like, there's people that are starving in the world. Like I cannot imagine spending X dollars on a shirt or whatever. Right. Um, right. But when it comes to, and you know what? God bless them. The shit bag in your purse thing. At least they were trying to solve a problem. This is just stupid. <laughs> like <laughs> at least somebody was trying to, in a terrible 
a poor execution way, I feel like. But they were at least like, you know what? You gotta, you're just walking around with a dog shit bag when you walk your dogs. You gotta be able to do something about it. At least there was some ingenuity there. This is just, this is you're modeling something high end off of something that feels low end is, is a weird play to me. I don't like this at all. And at least name your shade of orange or something creative. My something God, creative. that's just lazy. <laughs> well, the, the shit bag holder, if I remember right, I think it was like four or 500 bucks or something. Might have even been more than that. And Denise Salcedo was on the podcast when I did that story and she wanted one because it looked like a wallet to her. So she's like, that is awesome. I want one of those. And I said, I'm going to tell Sean Ross up as a wedding gift to get you a shit bag holder. So that's oh what you can Oh my gosh. Have. I hope he did. I don't know if he did or not, but why, like, even if you are the biggest Louis Vuitton fan, okay, even if you are Ray Mysterio, would you want to carry around a paint can as a bag? I just don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Functional, like, no, the cylinder shape makes no sense. Like, no, that is <laughs> no, no, L across the board in my book. <laughs> well, here is my question for you on this one. Have you ever taken on an elaborate paint project yourself, whether it be a room, maybe a piece of furniture, maybe exterior walls, anything? Nothing too elaborate, but like about a month ago, my dad and I created a palette coffee table thing and I stained and painted that situation and it actually turned out really well i also helped with standing which made me feel like i was basically a diy princess that i could now do anything but nothing elaborate i did have this is bad because i stuck my parents with this one but i when i was like in my teen years my room was lime green so huh. when it came to them selling the house that was an elaborate paint project that I did not participate in because I was away at college, but it took, I mean, like three coats of primer and then three coats of paint just to drown out the neon <laughs> walls wow. that I had. So that was pretty extensive, but I'm, I'm not very um, artistically creative in a visual sense at all. I can write and I can sing, but like, as far as anything visual it's stick figures or nothing. So I never got too fancy about anything like that. Uh, don't think I didn't hear you when you just said that you can sing and I'm already thinking about right. like a Feifel video down the road. So it's, it's already entered my brain. So we'll have to see where that one goes. So the lime All green right. on the walls, the lime green on the walls. Are you the one that painted that? Are you the one that put the lime green up there? Gosh, it's a long time ago. It's hard to remember. I think I probably uh, helped. My dad was like the paint hero because when he was a kid, he lived in a three-story house. My dad is one of seven and there was a fire in their house that i think it cut through the entire top floor and a lot of the second floor and so he was the second oldest in that situation and he became really good at paint trim really really fast and so he was always like the hero at painting everybody's rooms me and my sister were like god bless my parents we were turning over like the aesthetic of our room i feel like way more frequently than they should have allowed us to like we were always wow. i was lying green my sister at one point had a whole like outdoor motif where she had blue walls with clouds on them and then astroturf as a rug like she was total still kind of is like very fun little hippie um but we we turned over our rooms a lot and my dad was just like always the paint hero. But I I must have contributed to lime green, at least in the roll on. You sense. think so? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I think if so. my kid if 
If my kid came to me and said, you know, daddy, can I have lime green walls? I'd say, go talk to your mom. Like just yeah, your mom no. can deal with it. So, so they better deal yeah, with it no. because I'm sure as hell not going to paint the walls lime green. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it was the cover up process was, was brutal. And I think that was the room that I kept for the longest time, which was good. Cause if that was the one that I changed my mind two years later on, I think they would have been like, you're stuck with lime green kiddo. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. All right. Let's go on to story number two. This one I think might be a PR stunt, but I'm going to get your opinion on it. So there's a local newspaper out of Australia called McKay and Whit Sunday Life. That's the name of this, uh, this local paper. They got some attention after a full page ad was published in the paper. And so, Kate, my question is, what was it about that ad that made it go viral? Oh, man. I feel like it's got to be A, like a sex worker thing, or B, something about an internal employee. I'm going to say, because you said you think it's a PR stunt, that it was something about like the CEO of the company or one of the writers there. Uh, it claimed to be from a woman letting the whole town know that her partner had cheated on her. We have a picture of it, Joel. Put that up. Dear Steve, I hope you're happy with her. Now the whole town will know what a filthy cheater you are from Jenny. P.S. I bought this ad using your credit card. Now, People are suspicious that this was a PR stunt and that Steve and Jenny don't actually exist. The Facebook page for that newspaper posted this announcement after the ad went viral, which has contributed more to people thinking that it's fake. Uh, I can barely read that. Uh, but basically, they said they don't know who Steve is. They said we didn't charge the credit card. Smells fishy to me, Kate. I, I smell PR stunt. What's your opinion? This definitely feels like a PR stunt, but I'm so bummed because if Jenny had actually done that, that would have ruled. <laughs> Good for Jenny. She used his card to do it. Like, what a perfect revenge story. But that definitely, <laughs> even the name Steve and Jenny, you're like, could you get more generic on the name yes. front? Like, you're just hoping somebody runs into a Steve or a Jenny around town to talk about this. But right. Yeah, and this is, this is Australia. Thing. Like, Steve Irwin is pretty damn famous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. it's true. It's true. Yeah. Okay, so my question for you related to this one, have you or anyone you know had a spouse cheat on them resulting in a very public response? Um, well, yeah, actually. So I had a friend who was, it ended up in a cancellation of the wedding and Ooh. her having to out an entire situation, but she was engaged and planning to get married this past December. Um, and then in October, she found out that he, he said he was like too tired to come over. He did not remember he left his location services on because he's an idiot. And at this point <laughs> I had said, you're lucky not to be marrying someone that's dumb. Never mind somebody that cheated on you. But I was going to be a bridesmaid in this wedding. I was very aware of this whole situation. He went to Florida and like rebooted his all of his dating apps and all of this stuff oh. um so she canceled the wedding of course she found out that he had like canceled the hotel block of their hotel room and stuff too it got like very shady he definitely was like planning on sabotaging this in some way it felt but she she put him on blast pretty good um tastefully i would say like not taking out any ads in the paper but Definitely some social media revenge and 
like told his family about everything that he had done and everything that she had wow. found out. Um, but more than the public revenge came from the fact that his name was on the signature for a lot of the vendors in the cancellation process. And she just did not split any of the incurring costs after what he pulled and continues to pull actually to this day about the situation. So wow. um, public yeah. revenge is fun, but Play chess, not chess checkers. You know what I mean? Like, get get it where it counts. <laughs> Man, I think, like, the, next time I see my wife, I'm going to give her a big hug here in stories like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this, this was rough. She was very... And I feel like I um, have a pretty good screen for detecting when people might be a little bit off, but I had met this guy a couple times, and he seemed great. Um, but he... It was a very, the more she dug into it, the more she found out not only cheating wise, but about the ways he was trying to like be sneaky about postponing and sabotaging the the wedding itself. It seemed to come huh. very, very, very weird and twisty, like full on. That part I don't deal. understand. Like I, I, okay. So, so the guy is screwing around and, and he got caught. Okay. I get that. Why would he sabotage the wedding? So he didn't want to get married, I guess. That's what it sounded like. Um, yeah. And they had kind of, they had postponed the wedding. They had gotten engaged at the beginning of COVID. And I think that's where a lot of this, or I guess before COVID, and they had to postpone the wedding just because of COVID to a later right. date. And I think something like went really, really screwy with that. Um, but it sounded like he was lining up to get out of it with as little as financial damage as possible. Like he was kind of canceling things behind her back a little bit. But then yeah. his name was on a lot of the stuff. So when she went through and canceled everything else, he got stuck with a lot of large price tags, which felt like he deserved after a lot of the other things that she found out. Interesting. I bet you it was because of the lockdown. Because of the lockdown. Something they happened. Spent time, yeah. They spent time together and they're probably like, oh, shit, I can't, uh, I can't deal with this you know, permanently. Like, this is not going to work. Blame the lockdown. Blame everything for the lockdown, Kate. Blame everything in the universe. For it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, time for story number one, reported by Design Taxi. This is real, too. So this has been a sweltering summer, as you know. In many parts of the world, there have been several cities reporting record uh, high temperatures. The UK, they've really struggled with a heat wave over the last number of weeks. Burger King Japan introduced an unusual remedy to try to help people combat the heat. Kate Elizabeth, what did Burger King Japan come up with? They came up with ice cube burgers, where it's just That's... a patty with ice in between. <laughs> Did you hear about this one? No, is that? Oh God, you am I right? Nailed oh, it! No. You nailed it! They created an ice whopper, Joel. Let's see the picture. There it is. It's got the flame grilled patty, no. but between the onions and the pickles, it has a layer of shaved ice. Right there, you can see the arrow pointing to it. It also comes with an ice bottle, which is basically a frozen bottle of Coca-Cola. They're calling it the limited edition summer love set. And it's selling for a thousand yen, which is about $7.49 US. You nailed it. They got a layer of shaved ice on the burger. And I got to tell you, so I am always willing to try a new food gimmick, you know, because like different, different fast food chains in different areas, they'll have like a signature burger. I was in the Maritimes in Canada once and they had a McLobster sandwich. So like I had sure. to try it at McDonald's, but something like shaved ice on a burger. I'm just thinking a cold, soggy mess, Kate, right? 
that's yeah i feel like we've accidentally had that before like if something's just not fully defrosted or so if you've had a hot pocket you know what the situation <laughs> is right 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 <laughs> does not taste good that just feels like they're not defrosting everything the entire way there's no way that tastes good i can't believe i, I wonder it. that's sad. maybe that has something to do with it. maybe they had an overstock of beef and they thought jesus we're never going to be able to sell all of this frozen beef what are we gonna aha maybe that's what it was that's I don't know. it that's the whole that's the whole ball game i do like the frozen coke on the side though because like i love little like slushies or whatever you could just wait for that to melt a little bit and you've got a nice right. little like 7-eleven slushy situation but hell pour no, it on top cold. of the ice burger there yeah why not why not go all the way <laughs> yeah they've already got a layer so of shaved weird. ice on the damn thing you know what i mean i i feel like they could have just been like here's a normal burger with some shaved ice on the side to cool you down on the side <laughs> Right. I feel like that right. would be better. <laughs> and here's another problem. What if they make too many of them and then while they're waiting to sell them, they got them under the heat lamp? That's it. You know oh, what I mean? yeah, that's a good point. Then you then just have what? water on your burger. Yeah, and now yeah. you just have a soggy Probably. bun at the bottom. It's going to be soaked through. I want to know if anybody's thinking. like, they're no, no. Is there extra ice? Has anybody ordered one with extra ice? Like, I have so many questions. <laughs> Just go to the fountain, the soda fountain, and get a just scoop a cup of ice there. You know what I mean? That's it. Could have made your own ice walker. Mm. All right. Well, here's my question related to this one. What is the weirdest condiment that you can ever recall eating on a hamburger? Oh, God. I'm so boring with food that I don't know if <laughs> don't I say have ketchup. a good one. Don't say ketchup. Oh, my gosh. I just like, so I was an insanely picky eater when I was a kid. And it wasn't until college that I was even like expanding beyond carbs. Like I started to have like chicken and vegetables. My friends, uh, <laughs> I went to an ROH event last year and we went to a baseball game and they made fun of me for the fact that I have plain hot dogs and I had to try a hot dog with ketchup and mustard just to prove a point. But I don't know if I've ever put anything like fun on cheeseburger beyond i don't know if i've ever tried one with anything other than like barbecue sauce i wow. hate pickles in I your hate life in my life yeah because wow. i didn't even eat burgers until i was probably like 20. I was really so you'd never had it i would have was because you didn't want to eat beef was that why or what was the reason just like a weird texture thing i was i would have literally peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at thanksgiving when i was a kid i was the worst sandwiches ravioli the only meat i would eat was ham and it wasn't like i wish it, i wish there was a moral code but behind me like not wanting to eat animals when i was a kid like i was the strong no it was just like a very weird texture thing so i didn't even i don't i'm trying to think chipotle mayo is the before. furthest i've gone i think <laughs> <laughs> okay well here's a challenge for you because you just said you would have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on thanksgiving so yes. uh, Bobby Lashley, and I feel like I've told this before on this podcast, Bobby Lashley once did an interview and he said that he had a peanut butter and jelly hamburger uh, at, a, at a restaurant. And I knew exactly what he was talking about because I've been to that place. It's called Slater's 5050. It's in Anaheim, California. I think they got other, other uh, chains of it in other places in the country. And they have a peanut butter and jelly hamburger. And I had to have the peanut butter and jelly hamburger when I was there just to try it. 
So there's a challenge for you since you, you clearly like peanut butter and jelly because you would have it for Thanksgiving. Throw some on a burger, Kate. Give I that feel a like try. I could see that being good, actually. It like was the unique. jam, it was like a little sweetness. Yeah. 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 It was almost like the salty sweet thing a little bit, you know? Yeah, I could take that. What's the weirdest you condiment you've had on a burger since I'm boring? You must have. Is that is that the furthest you've gone? Peanut butter and jelly is so I've, one. I've had Nutella on a burger before. Uh, I've had peanut butter and jelly on a that, burger. How did Nutella play out? That one feels weird. I think it was okay because if I remember right, there was something salty on it too. It might have been um, – it was either like hash browns or it might have been like onion rings. There was something salty to combat it, you know? Okay. So yeah. it was it was okay. I've had like lobster on a burger, like, you know, just lobster topped on a burger. I've had that before. I don't know if I go to a joint and if they have like, like say their signature in-house burger, I got to do it like that, that, that will be my go-to in any new place. Yeah. I love that. I feel like nothing gets better than cheese. So that's probably why I stick in my wheelhouse. <laughs> like, how are you going to outkick cheese? Like, come cheese, on. <laughs> cheese is good. Cheese is good. Right? But I hope, I hope yeah. someday you can try peanut butter and jelly. Maybe I can find the recipe for that Slater's 50, 50, cause I don't recall what else they put on it. But if I can find it, then uh, then maybe you can give that a go. And of course, we'll have to get it on video, Kate. You're gonna of have course. to do that. We'll do you more know? content. I'll try it. <laughs> more content. I'll try it. All right. I'm gonna hold you to it. I'm gonna hold you to okay. it. Okay. I'll take so it. So I wanna I wanna thank <laughs> better our than guests. ice. <laughs> it's probably what if you do peanut butter jelly and ice? Oh, that would just be so soggy and disgusting. <laughs> it probably would be, but you think that look, see, when I had the peanut butter and jelly, I don't recall the texture of the of the bun. I don't remember if it was soggy or soft or crunchy. I don't remember any of that anymore. But uh so I don't know. So I want to thank our guest, Miss Kate Elizabeth, for joining us. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Kate. Tell the people what are you doing and where can they find you? Oh my goodness. So Tuesdays and Fridays, you can find me on Fightful YouTube talking. NXT doing our weird post show, whatever that is, our sour graphs after NXT, AW Rampage and SmackDown on Fridays. And then Wednesdays talking all things all elite at the Mark Order Pod. But right here, right on this very channel, we're doing Get the Flick Out of Here, released every Thursday. So much fun. I made Alex pick something that's going to be out of our, we're very locked into this 80s wheelhouse. So we're scooting out of there for a little bit, but. We cover sad, weird, crazy, whatever movies over there. We've done The Room. We've done Team America. So if you're on this channel, go check us out. I get the flick out of here. If you love Return of the Rotten Tomatoes or whatever the hell it was with George Clooney, that's the one that they're doing this week. So uh, so I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that they watch that on a weekly basis, that, that movie. And so this is the place where you can get that review. Well, that's going to do it for KYN tonight. Uh, once again, Kate, thanks for joining us. We'll do this again. Always fun to talk to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.